This is Fictional Men Written by Women, a podcast created by Dipsy. I'm your host, Faye Keegan. Today, we are continuing on with the story of Jesse and Katie in Lone Wolf, Episode 2. If you haven't listened to Episode 1 yet, go back and listen to it, because today there will be spoilers. As a reminder, if you cannot wait to hear the rest of this series and want to explore the hundreds of other fictional men that Dipsy has created, they're all available right now on the Dipsy app. And you can get 30 days free by using promo code fictionalmen at dipsystories.com. That's D-I-P-S-E-A-S-T-O-R-I-E-S dot com slash fictional men. What we're releasing here on this podcast is just a very small selection of what we create. There are so many things that I could say about the creation of this story at Dipsy, this whole series. But one thing that really stands out is that we really leaned in on Cowboy. Sometimes at Dipsy, when we do story creation, there's like 10 different elements we want to incorporate. Like, it's enemies to lovers, but it's also in one country. And also, she actually owns the vineyard, and he's like the snobby Psalm, who's also kind of dummy, and he's British. And there's just like 10 different things that we're trying to pack into a series that has relatively like short stories in it. In Lone Wolf, we focus on and deliver one thing, which is cowboy. And we give you everything you might want within cowboy. We give you boots. We give you bar. We give you brainstorm, blanket, pickup truck. Every single cowboy element we can think of, we have pushed and littered throughout all of these episodes. Big city girl, small town romance. We give you exactly what you want for cowboy and damn does it work so well and i think a big part of what actually makes it work well is the performance of the actor he has such a specific deep growly voice that just works so well for this jesse lone wolf character he originally played a character called gerard in the under construction series on dipsy where he plays a handyman and he was so good at that, the sort of like competent guy vibe. We kind of wanted to take that to its cowboy extreme. And so Jesse and Lone Wolf was born. Episode two of Lone Wolf has one of those little micro moments, micro tropes in it that I think can really make or break a story. Um, Jesse meets Katie at a bar and there's flirty banter and back and forth. And he calls her by her full name. He sees her and he's like, So Katie Buckley, word around town is you're from the big city. That was such a bad... Uh, please don't let that turn you off the story. It's really good when you get going. I just, I just can't do Jesse's voice. I'm just such a sucker for a small like first and last name moment like that. Because, you know, right now to him, that's who she is. First and last name and yeah, from the big city. But now we get to see how their relationship and their chemistry sort of evolves from here and how that's reflected and how he refers to her and how it's different when they're out the bar together versus, you know, back in the pickup truck. And um, I think it's just a really fun element of the story that oof, really works for me. But I'm not really in the business of giving too much away. So here it is, episode two of Lone Wolf. As a reminder... The rest of the series is available right now on Dipsy app, along with like hundreds of other stories with this 
actor and a lot more episodes of this series we won't release here. So if you want to hear the rest or just hear more, listen on Dipsy. But here it is, episode two of Lone Wolf. My new small town life was agreeing with me. Every day I'd wake up, have my coffee on the front porch, take a morning walk, then put on my work boots and jeans to go help out around the ranch. I could feel my muscles getting stronger and the days were starting to fly by instead of drag. But even with my new routines, I was finding it hard to shake the old habits of city life and work. I still felt a nagging sense that there was something I should be doing. The only time I could remember feeling totally at ease was when I'd been with Jesse in that rainstorm. I don't know if it was conscious or not, but not long after that morning in Jesse's truck, I was back at the bar. And so was he. Well, well, well. I was wondering if you'd come around again. It really is the best Negroni in Montana. Mind if I sit with you? Uh, I don't, but... He jerked his head behind him toward the bartender, then swept his dark eyes around the rest of the regulars, giving us looks. Maybe a booth will be more private. I'll get us a seat. You know what I'm drinking. I uh, take me for a sucker, do you? <laughs> I take you for a gentleman, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Two Negronis coming right up. I left him at the bar to get our drinks and got us the booth in the corner. I watched him ordering for us and relished having a moment to really look without him noticing I was. Even through his flannel, I could see the lines of muscles carved by years of hard work. Cheers. Cheers. So, Katie Buckley. <laughs> yes? Word around town is you're here from the big city. Had a big city job and big city dreams, mm. but you left it all behind because, well, isn't that a mystery? So what is it? Remember that your one true dream is being around cows all day. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's cattle in the ranching business. Mm. And mm, you're half right. I did have big city dreams. But that feels like a million years ago. And what were those? I can't even remember now. They got sort of washed away in all the bullshit of trying to make them come true. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, that I do. I mean, maybe it's cliche, but one day I woke up and went through my entire day of work and all the after work, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, drinks, dinner, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And then I'm on my couch watching bad TV and scrolling through my phone. And by the time I went to bed, I was like... Like what? Like I hadn't even woken up, yeah. you know? Like I couldn't remember a single conversation I'd had the whole day or even one task I'd done. Total blur. That's no way to go through life. Yeah. But I also... I, I don't know how I want to live, you know? I was hoping I could figure some of that out while I'm here. Hmm. Wait, <laughs> did I just overshare? No, no, no. It's nice to hear someone say something real, not just gossipy nothing. He leaned back against the booth and smiled at me. His eyes crinkled at the corners just for a second. Him looking at me like that gave me this easy feeling again like all of the tension in my body was melting away. So, speaking of gossip. Uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> no, I just want to know, for real, like, what's the deal with you? Why are you actually here? Well, Katie, the truth is, I'm a wolf man. Um, meaning... <laughs> Look at your face. 
I, I, I thought of that the other day, and I've been dying to try it out. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, hand to God. I'm a man who deals with wolves. I'm trying to reintroduce him to the area. Okay, but no, like, shape-shifting during a full moon. Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> no. Although, I'm sure the locals would rather I do that. Yeah, what's that all about? Eh, wolves are not a favorite among ranchers. You know, for obvious reasons. Mm. But they're critical to the ecosystem. Right. I try to be diplomatic about it. I know the business is hard, and I see their side, but in all the time I've been here, all I've done is made a lot of enemies. Mm. Especially, well... Oh, shit. What? Is it a wolf? <laughs> no, shut up. No, it's my cousin. <laughs> she, I, um... I tried to ask her about you, and she was... Um, she told you it was a better idea never to speak to me again. In so many words, yeah. See that door over there? It goes out back. You tell me when, and we'll make a run for it. My cousin was with some girl I'd seen around the ranch. Luckily, they were both pretty distracted by the bartender. When my cousin's back was turned, I touched Jesse's hand to signal him. We made a beeline for the back door, trying to move quickly without drawing any unnecessary attention. (laughs) (laughs) Close call. Yeah, sorry. I just, ugh, my family. Oh, you don't have to tell me. Like I said, I made a lot of enemies in this town. None more than your grandpa. There was no moon, just a million stars in the black sky. Jesse drew a breath like he wanted to say something, but then he didn't. He put his hands in his pockets and rocked back on his heels. We could have just called it a night, but I wasn't ready for that yet. Take me somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. He took me to one of the dozens of lakes around town, small and secluded, with pine trees towering all around us. The only light was from the stars. We could hardly see each other in the dark, which only made me more aware of how close he was to me as we sat by the water. So, I didn't know family feuds were still a thing in the 21st century. Yeah, the tradition is very much alive. All because you want to bring some wolves in, huh? You're diminishing it, but yes. Oh, I didn't mean to. That's all right. I'm having fun with you. I don't want to drag you into the middle of all this. (laughs) Uh, It's a little too late for that now. I don't want to get you in trouble. I think I'd actually like a little bit of trouble. Hmm. Come here, then. I could feel his breath on my neck, the scratch of his stubble on my skin. His hand slid up my shirt and under my bra. It wasn't like when we were in that rainstorm. He didn't take his time teasing me. He pinched my nipple, and the pain felt good. Mm, You left all those good city boys behind because you wanted something rougher, didn't you? Mm, Yes. That's what I thought. You can take it. Oh, you want it. You want to be handled. Yes, please. Huh? Take off your clothes. I'm going to grab a blanket from the car. I laid back on the blanket, watching him get undressed, 
I was impatient for him to be on top of me. I wanted to feel his weight crushing me into the ground. It didn't take long. His hands were all over me, rough in a way that felt good, and I wanted him so badly. Are you ready for this, huh? Don't make me wait a minute longer. You got it, cowgirl. He quickly pushed his fingers inside me. The chill of the air and the earth underneath me made his hand feel hot, and I moved to take as much of him as I could. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, God, you're so greedy. It feels so good. He curled his fingers till he found my G-spot. Pushing his hips against my hand to pulse inside me. Oh, I knew the second I saw you. Mmm, those Buckley freckles. That city swagger. I thought I'm gonna teach her a couple of things. Yeah. Oh, what could you possibly have to teach me? Oh, now you've done it. He pulled his fingers out of me so fast I whimpered. He grabbed my hips and pushed me deeper into the cold ground, pinning me in place. I could feel his cock brushing my lips. He was so hard, so warm. Here's the problem with you city girls. No manners whatsoever. I'm... Please, Jesse. I need you inside me. He pushed forward so he was pressing against me, almost inside me, but not quite. It took all I had not to scream at him. His thumb made tighter, faster circles on my clit. Ah, you know, the second I'm inside you, it's all over. Oh, do it, fuck. Use me, I don't care. Oh. 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 wrapped tight around him. He held me in place while he stroked in and out of me. Yeah. Touch your clit. Yes. Oh. Good. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 and crushed myself against his warm, solid body. I could feel his heart pounding against mine. He collapsed onto me, holding me down to earth. He wrapped his arms around me, strong and sure and steady. It was incredible. Yeah. 
have a witty retort. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so glad you decided to come out here this summer. Me too. I think we're gonna get in all kinds of trouble. I'm looking forward to it. Well, that makes it two of us. 